Well, the Lord is good. Everybody ready for some stuff today? All right. I've got it for you, so don't leave in the middle if I, if I bug you. Let's pray today. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is our teacher and our guide. Lord, you lead us into all the truth, and it makes us free. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, let's go to Romans chapter 10. If you brought your Bible, Romans chapter 10. And let's read this verse again. I started this new series last week. Uh, if you didn't get part one, make sure you go to our website and get that. It'll be uh, highly beneficial to you going forward. And I think it'll help in the, in the series to get caught up. Romans 10 verse 17 reads, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Alright, so faith, if I'm going to operate in and live in and walk by faith, I, I, I've got to hear something. That's the very foundation. I need to understand. I, I must know what God is saying. Alright, if I don't hear from God, I don't have faith. Okay, I need to know what He thinks. I need to know what He says about my life, about my future, about my present circumstance. And if I don't know, there's no use praying. There's no use getting uh, someone else to pray for me. I need a word from God. There is so much value in that. Okay? Now, you probably understand this, that when the Scripture says here, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, that it's not necessarily just speaking of our physical ears. How many know someone could be under the sound of my voice today and potentially not get any belief out of it? Their faith is not enhanced as a result of it because it's not just the physical ear, it's the, it's the inward ear. It's the ears of your heart, if you will. All right, Faith is, according to Jesus, of the heart. And Paul in Romans 10 earlier in this chapter, uh, it's with the heart one believes. So I need to then hear inside, and if I will hear inside, I will have the potential to believe correctly. Everybody with me now? All right. Now, it is essential that we be very, very real with our believing, with our faith. Okay? If you are not seeing the results that you would like to see in prayer, or if you have some area of, uh, of, of lack in your life, I would encourage you, be real. Don't defend your beliefs or your ways of doing things, but humble yourself and be open. Okay? It's not uncommon... Because, you know, we all deal with pride. Pride is part of the flesh. It's not uncommon for individuals who are struggling, lacking in a certain area of their life. If you challenge what they believe about it, they take personal offense. And, they, and they, instead of changing their beliefs, they dig in and say, ha, how dare you say that? How dare you challenge me? I've always believed this way. I grew up, my church taught this way. I've believed this for a long time. I know what I want you to do is look at the effects of that belief. 
believing a certain way will produce certain results. And if those results are not desirable, change what you believe. Everybody okay? All right. Has anyone ever been wrong about something? And the only reason we improved, if we did, is because we changed. We altered our belief system. We, we said, I, I was wrong about that. I need to think different. I need to believe different. And, and wrong believing does produce wrong results. So uh, I'm not talking about just, just uh, not having faith. I'm not even going that, that direction. I'm just talking about believing correctly. Um, if we'll humble, humble ourselves, let me know the Bible says God will exalt us in due time. Yeah, and so we want to receive instruction on how to do life different. Uh, faith is a very powerful force, but it works for both good and bad. It works to improve someone's existence and their quality of life. It can also, the power of their belief can also make their life worse. It can actually attract negative things to them. So we want to just make adjustments and tweaking and we want to be honed in, focused on what the Lord would say to us, what he has provided for us. And if the end result then is abundant life, we know we've got something going right. Huh? We know we're believing some things that are correct and that are true. Now watch, you may have belief issues if you're surrounded by failure. Family, friends, you're surrounded by people who are not successful in their experience in life, not just limiting that to one little, little area. You may have belief issues if you have been involved in religion, because religion often messes up a person's beliefs. It doesn't make it better. Hmm. I mean, no, oftentimes religious people are not real happy. They're not. I mean, it's... It's sad because they claim to have a, a, a connection with God. But, I, you know, I, I, again, I look at results. I want to look, what's the fruit of this belief? And if you believe a certain way and you hold to it, but I look at you and think, I don't want to be like you. <laughs> or it doesn't look like Jesus or it doesn't look like the results that he had. Then I want to say, I'm not, I'm not buying into that. Uh you might have belief issues if you're not experiencing abundant life in your life. Now, that's one of those areas that sometimes people get annoyed at, all right? Now, just don't run out of here right in the middle of it. But sometimes people, they, they, they take offense to that kind of statement. I don't have abundant life. You're saying something's wrong with my faith. I'm saying you might have belief issues. Okay? Now, that can, we, we, can, we can be bugged by that, but don't let the devil beat you up. Don't take condemnation as the result of that kind of statement. Say, huh, I wonder what else could happen. What else could I experience? Could there be more? Could there be something better for me to enjoy in God? All right. Uh, you might have belief issues if you feel attacked in your faith when I say these things. But bottom line, uh, we either humble ourselves and go up or we dig in. Stiffen our neck, harden our hearts, and dig in, and we go down. All right? Listen for things that paint a picture of a wide open possibility of a relationship with God that, has, that doesn't have boundaries. 
Listen for words that will inspire you to pray different. That will, you'll conduct yourself different. It'll draw you into worship of Him and it'll feel like there's a, you're in a wide open space where anything is possible. Human beings and religious organizations are very good at keeping people in a box. Controlling controlling them oftentimes for for financial gain and and other purposes. They're very good at it. But I tell you, Jesus is the one who made statements like, all things are possible to him who believes. Not get in your corner and stay there and do these three things and nothing else. Okay? We want to expand. We uh, We want to let the God of all things possible shine through us and not be limited by our previous experience or failure or whatever it was okay and so when I say these things I'm not talking about someone having faith or not having faith I'm talking about belief issues beliefs that produce wrong results beliefs that fall short of desired results I think we should tie our faith our believing to specific results or fruit uh, uh, that, that comes from it don't let your faith exist in theory land It's designed to produce. And if we, if we just think, I got to have right, right uh, let me say it, right theology, right doctrine. I've got to have, have correct theology. Listen, I'm for that, no doubt. I believe in that. I think we should understand the nature of God, His triune nature. We need to understand how He's omnipresent and omnipotent. And uh, You know what I'm talking about? We need to understand all the attributes of God and His plan. But listen, there's, there's a dude who understands that stuff and his life really stinks. It's called the devil. He knows some things about heaven, about God, about the spirit realm, about how things work. But that's not the main point. I don't mean knowing accurately about God in that way is not important. It definitely is. But I tell you, if it doesn't lead to an intimate relationship with the Father, then what's it worth? Oh, we got good theology. We got good statement of faith. We got, you know, we got our beliefs over here that are kind of, they're right and they're good and they're in this little box, but then we have our lives. No, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in a life that is heavily influenced daily by the almighty power of God, by His ability, by His love, by His plan, by His goodness. And if my belief system doesn't produce that, I'm missing it. Even if some of my beliefs are true, I've got to add to them beliefs that impact me. Amen. Last week I talked to you about filling in the blank. All right? Tying our beliefs to specific results. Not just I believe that God is. I believe that God is and therefore I will experience and enjoy. And if we don't have the answers to those questions, we could very well live our entire life here on the earth in theory land. We acknowledge that God is something and He can do something, but then our experience is totally separated from who God is. That's not His intention. Everybody okay? Go to Hebrews chapter 11. See, our faith is not based upon seeing, 
but it does produce seeing. At the end of the day, if what I believe does not produce something that I can see and feel and experience and enjoy, then my belief needs tweaked. Because beliefs are supposed to alter physical reality. Beliefs are supposed to change things. Say, well, I don't know about that. I'm about to show you. (laughs) Because I tell you, the overwhelming examples of individuals in scriptures, that was the result. They believed something, and this is what happened as a result of it. And if we are okay with, I believe something, that my life continues on the way it has always and without any, any dramatic and noticeable change, then we are totally missing the boat. We've got to tie them together. And if I don't like the results, then I've got to go back and say, what do I believe about this? You, you know what that's called in Scripture? You know, a belief that doesn't alter one's uh, behavior, that doesn't change what someone does, it doesn't have a tangible result. It's called dead faith. Still faith, it's just dead. You know, I mean, it's kind of like your pet. You know, if you had a dog. I mean, it's still a dog, but if it's dead, it's just not the same. You, know, you still love the dog. You still, it's just not the same. Amen. I think when we believe a certain thing, it shows. And if the thing that's showing is not the right thing, then I should change the belief. So what will show would be what's desirable and what's of God. Amen, amen. All right, Hebrews 11. Did I tell you that? It's a good, good chapter. Read the whole thing, but not right now. Hebrews 11, verse 1. It reads, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right, so it gives that little description about faith. And then the rest of the chapter, what we have are examples from the Old Testament of individuals who operated and lived and did things by faith. And something I want you to get out of this, I, I, I want to I just kind of quickly mention uh, several of them, all right? And I want you to listen for something, because it begins in verse 2 by saying, For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Not the elders just believed and everything was still the same. So watch, the elders obtained. And then we have, we understand. By faith, Abel offered and then obtained. And then we see Enoch, by faith, he was taken away. He believed in what? Taken away. By faith, Noah, he moved with godly fear and prepared, remember, prepared an ark. And what happened? See, he, he acted on it and he was saved from the great destruction. Uh, Abraham, he obeyed and he moved and he received the inheritance. Sarah, his wife, was old. She believed and she received in herself, what? Strength to conceive in her old age. Uh, Abraham offered Isaac. Isaac then blessed 
and Jacob blessed, and Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And he, and he, he forsook Egypt, and, and he, he passed through the water, the Red Sea. Remember, how did he do this? By faith. By faith, he went through the Red Sea. In other words, what are these people doing? They're doing stuff that you can't do without a connection with God. They're doing stuff that you cannot humanly make happen, but your belief in what God said changes their reality. Uh, By faith, the walls of Jericho, what? Fell. And so what we have here are example after example after example of individuals. Now, this is New Testament New Testament teaching pointing to Old Testament examples. But people believed something and there was a change that resulted from their belief. Literally, things changed around them in their lives. It changed the course of their existence because of what they believed. I'm thinking, these guys believe something right. They believe something true that was of God. And it wasn't just theory land. You know, uh, in the ministry of, uh, of Jesus, he would identify at times, sometimes good and bad, uh, as far as what people believed in, but he would identify people at times who were of great faith. And, and if you'll notice, that they, those who were of great faith, they had tangible results to what they believed. They were healings and different things like that, and he would say, wow, that's impressive. You have great faith. And other times when people freaked out and they they did not have any tangible results like the disciples in the storm, like other things, and he would say, he would get on. He'd criticize their faith. Uh, This was before when, you know, before when becoming offended was, you know, normal in the culture. Anyway, like it is in ours. (laughs) Most people would not stand around Jesus very long these days. Because he'd get in your face and tell you what works and what doesn't work. And, uh, but you notice that he did this and he identified individuals, their great faith, by the results that they were able to receive from believing. And look, you're in Hebrews, look down at verse 33. This kind of gives a, a little summary of, uh, he lists a number of, of other individuals like David and so forth. And it says in verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of aliens, of the aliens. Uh, Verse 35, women received their dead, raised to life again. What do we see? We see tangible results. And then it goes on to explain how some people, by faith, they resisted their deliverance for a greater resurrection. Uh, But what we see is always people who believed they got to experience something from God that could not be accomplished on their own, but was done because of what they believed. Now, these people were the world shakers of the Old Testament. It's interesting to me that 
nowadays what we often see is individuals are declared to be of strong faith. And the, the only thing we can tie that to is, you know, they were faithful to church. You know, they went to church for 40 years. They were such a strong person of faith. To me, that's a watering down. I'm not, it's not a criticism of that person or to say their commitment to their church was, is somehow a negative. It's just, I think we've lowered the bar. The examples we have through Old Testament, through the ministry of Jesus, they tie higher things to, to a person's strong believing. And I think we need to raise our expectations once again. And say, if I am believing what God has said to me, it's going to shake things. It's going to turn some lives upside down. It's going to alter some things where people in the world are going to go, oh, wow, can, I can't believe that. Because they don't have answers. But someone who has a connection with God believes him and things change. Do you see where I'm going with this? If nothing's really changing, if everything is just kind of, well, you know, my life is okay and it's fine, let's step it up. Let's get out there where it's a sink or swim type of situation and we believe specifically God, what He has said, that it will happen. Um, I think what the way that sometimes we mean this or what it could be meant as when someone says this individual they're a they're a person of strong faith probably more accurately might be the way the world would describe some of us but not true they would say oh they're deeply religious how many i would take offense to that but deeply religious what is that you know what does that produce Hmm. sounds like bondage to me (laughs) But that's sometimes we've substituted what the scriptures talk about as a person having great faith or strong in faith for someone being deeply religious, meaning they're devoted. That's a positive, no doubt, but they're devoted to certain things. But let's get this back into the realm of life change, back into the realm where real problems are solved by God's power and his provision, his intervention. And anything short of that, we're not okay with. We're not okay with the sum of our existence. If someone were to write, uh, you know, a letter describing our lives, it wouldn't just be, well, they really loved their church. They really loved their Bible. Or they really, you know what I'm talking about? They were really devoted to this or that. I would rather have it be, that person had a relationship with God. They believed God and stuff happened in their life. I mean, it was the genuine article. Things changed in people around them as a result of what they said and what they did, what they believed. There was something different about them. If another Hebrews 11 could be written, would we be in it? Would we even be in the discussion? Would there be things that have been altered as a result of our lives? This is what I'm talking about with correct believing. It's always tied to change, tied to production, tied to results, tied to a God manifestation at the end of it. Hallelujah. Now, again, if you look at all these individuals, you'll see that faith 
to produce this kind of stuff is always tied to a person hearing from God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Outside of a person receiving a message from God, these things just don't generally happen. But all the examples are individuals who walked with God, God spoke to them, God revealed something to them, and then they acted and everything changed. You see, see what the problem can be sometimes nowadays? We've, even though we've, we've learned the principles of faith, we've learned how, how these things work, if we separate it from the voice of the living God speaking to our hearts, whether it's through the book, whether it's in this service right now, whether it's in our time of eyes closed and laying, uh, laying on the floor, listening, to, but we separate it from that, we, we separate from the power. This kind of faith, how, is it, how, is it, uh, how does it exist? When a person hears from God. So I say, I don't know if I've heard from... Sure you have. If we're so carnal in this world though, and so caught up with the voices of this world, we don't distinguish. And if we don't distinguish something's of God, we never take that step of faith. We never step out onto the water. We never step out and see God's power hold us up. There, there is absolutely the need... For us to know what thus says the Lord to us. Amen. Well, I'm not exactly marching around walls of Jericho. You know, or walls of any city for that matter. My neighbor's walls or fence or anything. Why wouldn't I do that? Not told to. In my relationship with God, he's never led me to do that. Knock the neighbor's fence down. Well, my daughter did it once with a car, but that's. <laughs> but that really wasn't God. <laughs> it's amazing what comes out. Uh, <laughs> let's get down to where we where we where we often live. Okay, someone said, what does this have to do with me? I mean, I'm sure they stopped the mouths of lions and did all this kind of stuff. I just have bills. <laughs> you know, I just got money issues and stuff. Well, listen, how can you have faith for finances? What did God say to you about your finances? Someone said, well, I don't really know. Well, that's the only problem. I mean, that shows you where to go. It shows you what the answer is. Well, somebody just pray for me. No, why would I pray for you if you don't know what God wants? You might think God's against you. You might think God's trying to keep you poor to teach you something. How can I pray and fix that? If I have the, I just need to know what God says to me about my situation. Someone said, well, you know, I just have having health problems and my body's breaking down i got all these issues how does that relate to me well what did god say to you about your healing someone said well i don't really know now you know where to look i mean you know, there's your answer you already have it you already know your next step i need to find i need to hear from god personally about what he has to say about my healing if you do, you're laughing. And if you don't, you're suffering. 
Everybody with me today? That's why we gave you that verse last week. They, the, the people came, multitudes came to Jesus to hear and to be healed. And if you, if you want to have a certain result, you need to hear words that proclaim that result. If you want, to be, if you want your needs to be met, you need to hear from God about your needs being met. Say, so what if he doesn't have anything to say about that? I've got good news. He does. You just have to hear it. What if he doesn't have anything to say about my healing? I've got good news. He does. But you have to hear it. It's not a matter of just that I know it or that I hear it. You have to hear it. And when you hear his voice and don't harden your heart and receive that word, it will change your reality. Hallelujah. What if you ask someone to pray for you? Well, what do you believe will happen when they pray? So I'm not going that deep, really. I just want, want people to pray for me. No, this is how the kingdom of God works, though. If you want someone to pray for you, if you want me to pray for you, love to do it, love to pray for What do you believe is going to happen when we do? Well, I'm just kind of going to see. Just going to see. Leave it up to God. Well, that's your belief, but I'll just tell you up front, that won't work. I'm not condemning you for it. Not a bad person. Not uh, don't saying you don't have don't love God. Nothing like that. That belief system just doesn't work. It's the whole reason Jesus and others told us when we pray what to believe. You believe certain things when you pray. You believe that when you speak, certain things happen. And it's us. It's us narrowing in and being specific with our believing. That produces specific results. Instead of, you know, I mean, I know it's, this is not so common here, but in the general world of Christianity, there's a whole lot of people that cannot pinpoint answers to, to prayers, interventions of God. It's just all kind of, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I believe He's my Savior. I'm going to go to heaven. And, and that's fine. That's a good belief right there, but that's not enough for me. Because that's not the example I see in Scripture. I don't see that that's how God wanted me to live on my own until I arrived there. Hallelujah. And again, do you think that when we get to heaven that there are going to be rewards for people who have figured out some of the tougher Scriptures? Maybe a little quiz, you know. And those who figured out who the giants, the Nephilim were in Genesis 6, they get certain rewards. Yeah, you figured it out, didn't you? Or that obscure reference in the book of Revelation, you know. You thought, what in the world is that? And if you figure it out, you're going to be piled on with, with rewards and exalted. And No. No. Anything wrong with knowing that stuff? No. No. There's a lot of... Lots, but you know what it's mainly based on? It's going to be, what about your relationship with God? What about your personal relationship with the Father? And what did He say to you? And what, what did you believe and therefore allow Him to do in your life? Amen. See, here's what I'm saying again. We can go back to these right beliefs and think, oh, that's all that matters. No, it's how our belief system affects us today. Go with me to Acts 27. Let's finish over here. We need to stop just going through the motions 
of religious activity without having a depth of spiritual substance. Acts chapter 27, Paul was on this boat ride. His was going on a cruise. Of course, he was a prisoner on his way to trial. Uh, uh, things weren't going so well. He knew it ahead of time, but he was, un, he was subject to them, so he got stuck in this bad situation. They're out there in this storm for weeks, and it's not a pretty sight. But look what he said, Acts 27, verse 25. He, it says, therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God, period. And he said, I, I believe in God, period. And so everything's going to be fine. No. Notice what he said. I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Notice what his faith was in. It was in the specific revelation that he had from God. Yeah. He said, take heart. Or another translation says, be of good cheer. In other words, hey, listen, everybody. Time to put the smile back on your face. Time to turn that frown around, right? Turn, put, put a smile back on your face. Because I believe God that exactly what he said to me is going to happen. Now, you, do you see the difference here in someone saying, I have faith in God? For, for what? Someone said, well, I believe in God. That he's going to do what? Paul was specific. He said, I believe God that it will be just as he said. That he'll do exactly what he said. What if you don't know what he said? Then you can't believe like that. And if you can't believe like that, you can't receive the specifics of a particular promise. Back up, two verses. This is the context. He said, For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Here's the deal. What's Paul doing? He's in this bad situation, not of his own doing, but he's stuck with these, with these people, not using wisdom and not listening to his voice before. In the middle of it, he still has his relationship with God in effect. It is active and alive. In the middle of this troublesome, dire situation, God sends an angel and gives a message to Paul. He receives that message, and what does he do with it? He believes it. And as a result of that, he was spared. Everyone else was spared. They got to put a smile back on their face. They got to start eating again. And, uh, and every, everything turned out. Okay? It almost sounds like if we are going to live by faith, if we are going to be like those in Hebrews 11, if we're going to be like the Lord Jesus himself, we're going to be like others, it's almost like we have to have a personal relationship with God. Man. Whoever thought that would be necessary? <laughs> but you know that's not automatic. That everyone lives that way. We, we want to make it too mechanical sometimes. I memorized the scripture. I quoted this verse. I did the, these things. And that's fine and that's good. There are mechanics to it, if you will. A science of spiritual things in the kingdom of God. But it 
always is, all, is connected to a person's personal relationship with God. Why? So we can hear. If I don't hear, I don't have faith. If I don't hear, I don't know what to say. If I don't hear, I don't know how to act. I don't know what to do. I don't know to march around seven times. If I don't hear, I don't know to stretch out my rod and part the sea. If I don't hear that by His stripes I I was healed, I don't know that, you know, I can have hands, I can lay hands on the sick and they recover. If I don't hear from God, I can't believe. If the end result is not things that I want, then I need to go back to what do I believe about that. Praise God. If you're one that will come up and receive prayer at the end of our service uh, for healing in your body, uh, you need to ask yourself the question, what do I believe is going to happen when I go up there? If someone's going to if someone's going to pray for me, lay hands on me, what do I believe is going to happen? Some say, "Well, I, I just leaving that up to God." Don't. It won't work. You don't have to feel condemned. You're not a bad person. Your believing is just wrong. You need to believe specific to what God has said. Amen. Now, in that situation, come up anyway, let them talk to you about it. They can help you. Help you to, to, to believe right. But bottom line, if we are going to live by faith and operate in the glory and power of God, we need to hear from Him and act on that.